into the contest. It's Wednesday the 9th of June. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee, who's going to struggle to talk a little bit today because he's already got his mouth guard in his shoulder pads. His boots and the hot dogs are being cooked ready for State of Origin. Go the Blues. I'm pumped up, mate. I can't wait for tonight. It's going to be a fantastic match. And uh, Blues by 10, mate. Blues by 10. Come on. Oh, and don't forget, we are giving away a signed Wanderers soccer ball. It's sensational from Spartan. All you need to do is follow us on Twitter or Facebook and go into the draw for the signed Wanderers ball, of course. Follow us, Afternoon Sport, on Twitter or Facebook. Today on the show, we have Corey McKernan, AFL legend, and talking about legends, Benny Elias, New South Wales, mate versus mate, state versus state. Well, Shane, there's only one thing to talk about with you and I here. How much does New South Wales win by? Well, I hope they win by about 10 points, but it all comes down to the Penrith connection. Nathan Cleary uh, and Jerome Luai. And uh, Cometh the hour, Cometh the man. Nathan Cleary needs to stand up, mate. This is his biggest test of his career. Can he make it in the big time? If he does, I think mm. we said that New uh, South Wales will win the state of origin and Penrith will win the competition. But we'll see. We'll talk about it tomorrow, mate. But hopefully Blues by 10. Yeah, I'm bullish. I'm confident. Go you mighty Blues tonight, State of Origin. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about next with an absolute legend from New South Wales, Benny Elias. I don't know if the days get any better than State of Origin days. And we have got one of the greatest players of all time. Without question in my eyes, the best hooker I've ever seen. His name is Benny Elias. How are you, Ben? Oh, good day, Timmy, mate. I just cannot wait for tonight. Very excited. Now, Benny, so very excited, mate, but we're going to Queensland. We've got two games in a row. We're going up to Townsville. Mate, yep. uh, how will we go first match? And do you think we have the right Blues clientele on the paddock? Shano, they get played at the Sahara Desert for all I care. doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, it. the Premier up there, should I say, is uh, she's coughed up $8 million bucks and it's going to backfire on her big time. <laughs> but if we're going to embarrass them, we want to make, embarrass them in front of their own people. So I'm glad I'm glad that they've done this. It's an absolute treat for us all. And uh, I think we're going to go up there and do a number on them. The side is outstanding. We've got points everywhere. And the bench is even longer than I've ever seen in, in a long, long time. And that's the thing, Benny. If you look at this team in contrast to last year, you've got an informal Latrell Mitchell. You've got Tommy Turbo, who has been unbelievable for Manly. You've got the Penrith spine. Look, I, mean, I could go on and on, but he looks like a, a different and compelling football team. You know what, Tim? You're spot on. If they've picked the side on, on performance, not because of their names this year. And you're right. The, the, those centres are, without doubt, I mean, Travojevic has never seen a, a bloke have an impact on a, on a club. Travojevic has just turned Manly right around. And Trell Mitchell may got something to finish off. He's angry. You know, he, he he missed out last year's both both players didn't play last year in the series and both this year are, are the form players moving into this uh, game tomorrow night. So that, that excites me more than anything. Damien Cook will come to his own. He's been very quiet this year. And I just think that this type of football, this speed, the class of players that he's got and the size will really work down to his to his level and make them look like absolute fools. And Benny, you're obviously a hooker yourself, mate, and I agree. Like Cook will be a pivotal role in this team, won't he? Yep, I big time, Shane. I, I, yep. 
the, the game suits a bloke like Damien Cook. You know, the speed mm. of the game and his, his speed is, is so explosive. His footwork is second to none and he's yeah. going to get a chance to, to really show his worth tomorrow. He hasn't done it so far this year at South Sydney in, in, in a dominant role, but I think tomorrow night you'll see that the real Damien Cook really explode. Now, now, Benny, how much do you hate Queensland, particularly this time, and Queenslanders? Uh, well, mate, do you hate the devil? He's just got it on top of him. That's about it, mate. I think I, I love to hate Queensland, especially at this time. It's the yeah. have this small, small brother syndrome over New South Wales, and they wait all year for this so they can pump their chest out and say, wow, 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 we can beat the New South Wales people. They're bigger than us, they're stronger than us, but we're more superior. And, you know, this is the time where you really start to, to really love to hate. And, and, and the moment game one starts, they've named the side, that's when you start hating Queensland. You know, it's music to my ears, mate. And I've, I've been saying all week that you know, Anastasia Palaszczuk, she uh, she keeps those borders closed at, at, at her own will, but she let the borders open because half that bloody Queensland team are from mm. outside Queensland. <laughs> What's going on? They're not even Queensland. Oh, no, There's no uh, no place to hide for, for her. She, look, she's exposed herself. She's written the big check out. I just want to see it backfire on her in a big way. Yes. Now, Benny, Benny, let, let's let's start on even it up. The the hatred is two way, and you know I love this story, but I don't know whether the boys and definitely our audience may not have heard it. Uh, tell us the day that you went to catch a cab in Brisbane. Oh, mate, they hate Queen. Look, mate, this is this was uh, this was out of origin last year, and I was doing a I was doing a function with Wally Lewis at the convention centre for for Forex, and I've got off the airplane at, at Brisbane Airport, and I'm waiting to get into the taxi on the taxi line to get to go to the convention centre. And I'm in the, I get in the back seat, I sit down and the bloke takes off and he looks in his revision mirror and he says, you're Benny Elias. And I'm thinking, geez, I haven't played since 1994. I said, yeah, mate, now are you a champion? And he stops his taxi, he goes, get out of my taxi. <laughs> he goes, I fucking hate you. Said, are you serious, mate? And he goes, Fucking state of origin, Tom, and I just can't stand your lies. Get out of my taxi. <laughs> yeah. I've got your number here, mate. I've got your number down. He goes, I couldn't give a shit if I lose my job. You get out of the taxi. <laughs> so I go back and I line up in the line. I wait for him. I'm absolutely shocked. Shit, this bloke's mad. They're mad up here, you know. <laughs> I finally get in the line, get a taxi. I said, mate, to the convention centre, please. And he looked at me and he goes, you Benny Elias? And I said, oh, no, no, mate, I just look like the prick, mate. No, no, no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. They're crazy up there, mate, I tell you. They are absolutely fanatical. And you know what, Tim and, and Shane, I tell you what, they wait all year for a state of origin up there. You know, they, they, they start wearing beanies and scarves and jerseys two weeks out of state of origin one, mate. And, you you know, you you would absolutely, you just you just get lost in all the aura up there because truly they are passionate. And I give them the credit to them because they get stuck right into it. Now, whether that is the players or not, I don't know. And because they had such a dominant Broncos tension in the, in the years gone by, you know, maybe that oozed onto the football paddock and the players just find how truly important it has to be to win because they just, they don't take defeat very, very lightly up there. They are very, very bad losers. And uh, I think the players know that, and it sort of oozes onto the paddock. So, Benny, quick quick prediction. Uh, man of the match, I'm tipping Luttrell. Uh, and, and what's the scoreline, you reckon? Lose by what? Mate, I'm thinking they'll beat them by 20-plus. Wow. Uh, the new rules, 
I think um, Freddie Fitzgerald will, will accommodate the new rules better than Green, the coach. Uh, yep. Good support staff in Alexander Baderas and Joey Johns. I think that that is the A-team support team. And I think those players, including Fiddler, know how to play the quick game, the tough game. And I just think it'll be a high point scoring game and we'll absolutely do a number on Queensland. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's, let's rip them up. I, I can't wait for them to walk away with their heads hang low. Yeah, I look forward to tonight. It should be an absolute cracker. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's good to see that North Queensland, on a serious note, got 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 game one because yeah. it's the heart of rugby league up there. They deserve it. They love it up there. They've done it tough. And uh, congratulations. It should be an absolute rip snorter tonight. I can't wait for it. Lock yourself in because it's going to be a humdinger and a beauty. Oh, mate. Well, Benny, look, can I just say, mate, you talk about rugby league and heart, mate. You had both in spades, and thanks for coming after in sport, mate. We really appreciate it. I love watching you cricket play, Shane. Oh, don't worry about that. And you, Timo, watch John Sky all the time. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, thank you, Benny. See you soon. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, he won two premierships with North Melbourne, a stack of AFL about. So many teams could win this flag. Corey McKernan. Rugby, it's a game they play in heaven. Look out for our podcast, The Running Game, where Matt Dunning joins me, Tim Gilbert. Each week, we speak to players, coaches and legends of the game. We look at the game from every angle at all levels, from test rugby, the club game, city to country and the way it's played at school. The Running Game. Come find us on your podcast app. I always enjoy my chat with Corey McKernan, of course, two-time premiership player with North Melbourne. Corey, how are you, buddy? Very good. Coming from uh, Queensland this morning, so am I the arch enemy this morning? Or oh, absolutely, oh, you'll be losers. You'll be losers by tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey, let's start off with the Cats. Joel Selwood. I think he plays his 322nd game tomorrow night, um, taking his family tally to 753 matches with twin brothers Adam and Troy, passing the Danaher clan. Um, so it's a big night for the Selwoods. Yeah, it is. Look, I think he'll go down as one of the, the best leaders that the game's ever seen. We all know the way he approaches the game on the field. Um, I don't think there's been a head in the AFL that's probably been cut open more often than uh, yeah. than Joel Selwoods. I reckon it's been cut open more times than Rocky Balboa, I reckon. But <laughs> <laughs> it. it just seems if they ever made a doll of uh, Joel Selwood, it's always going to have a bandage on its head, doesn't it? So, But no, nah, look, it's not only... Well, that's just testament to the way he attacks the ball. And there's not only that, but from all reports, you know, I mean, the way that he leads the Geelong footy club, it's, you know, I mean, look at the period of success during that 322 games. It's a hell of a lot of games. Mate, um, look, a huge story this week, of course, Adam Goods deciding that he doesn't want to go into the Hall of Fame. I can fully understand his reasons. An amazing player, amazing bloke. He's just a fantastic fella. Two-time Brownlow medals. The the honour role for him just goes on and on and on. But the manner in which he was treated towards the tail end of his career, in my eyes, was despicable. Yeah, it's funny and I think in this particular case, we've had players over the years that have like transgressed off the field and you know, I mean, they've had to bide their time to get in, but I think this one actually goes in reverse and, and probably, yeah, not probably, but the way that, yeah, as you mentioned, Goodsy was actually treated when you rattle off his stats, he's one of the most decorated players in the game, but we're not really sort of worried about that at the moment. And I think it was just the way that there were certain instances that happened at the end of his career. And I, I probably don't blame him. Let's have some water go under the bridge and maybe uh, a few more things happen and before he goes in there. But he's, he is very much 
he should be in there. Yeah, I've, I've met Adam a few times over the years, and he's a real um, when you meet him in person, he's a real sort of quiet, almost a shy sort of guy. And it's, look, it's a real, it's a real, real shame, as you said, mate. He is a he, he's one of the greats, and um, he clearly felt uh, disappointed with the way he was treated, as you said. But um, yeah, I think in everyone's eyes, he's in that Hall of Fame anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. Like he's very. Uh, I remember way back when, before he even came into the mm-hmm. AFL. I remember he is from up Horsham way, and I got some friends from up that way. And remember meeting him even when he was a young kid. But look, as a player that could play so many different multiple positions, he he was and is a champion of the game. Corey, uh, tell us a bit more about your walk because obviously you uh, do Walk With Me, which has been a fantastic initiative to battle uh, some of the mental health issues that are so prevalent because of COVID. Uh, Melbourne's in another, um, well, hopefully they'll get out of it tomorrow night, but they're in the middle of a, another lockdown and, and you just decided, well, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah, well, I did. I thought I was uh, on a lot of Zoom calls last year with people and knew the effect that it was going to have on them, the, the extra lockdown. And I thought, you know what, it wasn't just going to be a simple little exercise, how I could get people's attention or how I could get them motivated. So I, so in some regards, I don't know why, but it, it's actually been a fulfilling exercise. But I basically six marathons back to back. So, um, and by the way, everyone, I'm not running them. I'm, I'm mixing them up between <laughs> running them and walking them. I tell you what, if I, I have a newfound respect for people that are that do marathons, but look, with, with some of the messages that you get from people and saying, "Look, you've actually got me moving again," and things like that, that was the exact why of why, why I wanted to do it. Hey, Corey, I read about the Saints. Um, they may struggle to even name twenty six of a full squad uh, for for the match this weekend. Um, what what happens in that case if you can't you have got enough players in your squad? <laughs> I think you or I might get a you get guilty. A, <laughs> you might be lining up at centre half forward. Actually, you might be more of a burly full forward. I reckon, Shane. But I, I tell you what, I won't, I won't be. A, I won't be a crummer, mate. I tell you, I'll be trying to take speckies. Yeah, well, between the pair of us, there won't be a lot of chasing going on. Put it that way. So, um, but no, look, I, I don't think it's ever. Ha- it, it's happened. Uh, well, actually, to answer your question, I, I don't know. I think right. Um, if it does get down to that point. Yeah, like it's a, it's a very uh, interesting question, but to answer your question, I don't know. But thankfully, they have got enough to field enough this week. Well, there they are, the Melbourne Demons in the very sort of out of place kind of looking top of the table position. I say out of place because uh, they've been, you know, they've been constant cellar dwellers over the time. I know that they popped their head up around the turn of the century and I was at that grand final where James Heard uh, just had a masterclass. But... This COVID thing doesn't seem to bother them. It is not affecting them at this point. And it looks like there was a pact made in the off-season. We will play anyone, anywhere. We don't care. You know what? There were certain parallels, and I hate to bring it back to what we did, but in 1996 when we won the flag, we were actually – I don't know whether you guys remember, but we were talking mm. – we were having meetings during that season where we were on top of the ladder that we were actually going to merge with Fitzroy. And in that sort of same conversation, what you exactly just mentioned then is that, yeah, they've got this steely resolve that it doesn't matter what's thrown at us. We're actually, you know, we're on a mission here. And you can clearly see that from the outside. They were breathtaking in that third quarter last week. The way way they're able to put their foot down and, and go is very impressive. Or they're going to thump the pies by about 100 points on a weekend. But um, now, listen, I was speaking with Paul Ruse uh, during the week and himself and a guy called Dave Misson. Dave Misson was a high-performance manager at Cricket Australia, uh, was at the Swans with with Ruse. Then they went to Melbourne, did the rebuild there. 
apparently they're working behind the scenes now with North Melbourne, mate, which is which bodes very well for that club. Oh, look, I I, I think yeah, when you've got a, a coach in in Dave Noble that yes, he's he's had all these different hats that he's worn in all these different footy departments, but I think to be able to lean on someone like Ruzi and his experience on match mm. day and not only match day, but how you're going to manage players through the season. I, I mean, it's, why wouldn't you want to use someone of Ruzi's experience, a premiership coach, and got as, as much experience in the game as anyone? It's an interesting-looking table, isn't it? Uh, and and you would have to say that, you know, there's lots of teams that can still win this flag. It's not down to three or four like it is in the NRL. There's, there's lots of teams uh, on their day with the right momentum that could take it all the way. Yeah, and there's this uh, team that wears yellow and black. I, mm. I think that yeah. their second half of the season, they do play a lot of the a lot of the bottom, uh, the so-called bottom teams, and then uh, even the teams within that top eight, they're playing them at the MCG. Well, at the moment, they're going to play them at the MCG. So, and that, look, the unbelievable thing about the Tigers, they've actually found a few more players. So, it's going to be uh, look. This September could be one of the greatest Septembers I think we've ever seen because there's going to be so many teams that, whether it's Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, Western Bulldogs, and even uh, West Coast, Port Port Adelaide, you can mount a case for all those teams I've just rattled off. Swans, yeah. Mate, do yourself a favour, Corey. Get the hell out of Queensland, mate, because it's going to be a very, very ordinary place there by the end of tonight, mate. You do know that I have to, (laughs) being from Melbourne and the links to the Melbourne Storm, I do have to with Cameron Smith and Billy Slater. I uh, no, yeah, so I do have it. to go, and I live here too. So, what else can I? Who else can I follow? Can I break? Can I break some stories with you here? Break some news. You, you actually don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, the, there was there was more blue on your jersey than there ever was maroon, my friend. Here, here. Hey, and by the way, remember, there's not exactly uh, the fondest of relationship between Victoria and New South Wales either. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing the Vixen cricket, mate. That was always hard Exactly right. (laughs) Go, you blues. Go, the mighty blues. All right. Tell everyone in Queensland we're coming to get you. Look, great great to see the initiative again, Corey. Uh, uh, Look, look, having family in Melbourne like you do, it's an awfully difficult time. And let's just keep our hands together that it it sweetens out tomorrow night and they can go forward. 100%. And let's hope to a great game tonight too. Good on you, Corey. Thanks, mate. See you, boys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today, of course, to Ben Elias and to Corey McKernan and our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. Yes, of course, Dan McHugh there as well. He'll have his blue jersey on tonight. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.